soon as you put fame over that good name, especially the good name of God, that becomes an idol. And then you become selfish and you make yourself an idol. Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pistanas Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're stupid, and <laughs> we might just be validating that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas Rose. What does Piscata mean? If you actually look at it, Piscato is the Spanish word for fish. And we wanted to create a name for being disciple makers, being fishers of men, and fishy dudes did not sound good. <laughs> There's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. What, what, what would really happen if we, if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, man, what... what? What would that life be like? 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 Do you want a good name or do you want fame? That is a big question that a lot of us can ask, maybe more than ever, especially in this day and age. A lot of us, we've heard this proverb in Proverbs 22 and 1, and it says, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. So a lot of times we ask questions like, would you rather be rich or would you rather be famous? But that has kind of been synonymous, especially as time has progressed. We've seen this new instant fame, influencer culture that we're engulfed in. And just think about that question for a second that Elijah just asked. Do you want fame or do you want a good name? Now, you may have your answer in your head right now. You don't have to say that out loud. But I just want to kind of introduce you into a little study. And it took a little bit to find some of these statistics. But according to Forbes, over one fourth of specifically millennials would quit their jobs for money. And as for Gen Z, social media is the main way to track your fame rather than being on TV. It stated that 33% of those surveyed said being famous was at least somewhat important to their future success. Of those respondents who said fame was very important, 54% frequently posted photos and updated their social media statuses regularly. I really love the specific podcast too um, that has something to say about fame and a good name and it's called the restorationist by adam shaw definitely recommend that for any young people or anybody who wants to do any leadership in the church and he had yeah, a really absolutely. good quote along the lines of if our value is determined by the crowd then that is who we will sway with are we hmm. swaying with the crowd or are we swaying with god yeah, that is that was just a, such a powerful thing to me and then there's also another finding by the american psychological association that wrote that these younger generations are more focused on money and fame than community so there's more than one issue here not only are we yeah. very focused on fame in these days no matter what the cost is there's so many people who will do anything to just have that viral moment and to get famous no matter if it mm. makes them look good or bad but on top of that this generation and these progressing generations are becoming increasingly selfish we hear a lot about our grandparents how they had these communities and everybody knew everybody and they would look out for each other and now yeah. nobody wants to let their kids out and they only focus <laughs> on them and themselves yeah. and they're not focused on community. Their selfishness has called a slavery to the desires of others almost. 
yeah, because absolutely. we're doing so much to please others, but we're not doing it to actually please others. It's so we can get famous. Yeah. So then in a way, since we're not serving others, we still become a slave to other people because we're so focused on ourselves that we end up becoming a slave to other people. And people becoming the willing to uh, becoming more and more willing to ruin their names just for an ounce of fame that may not last even 30 seconds. Now, some people, they are able to make a whole brand off of it. And I don't understand why some of these people get a brand. Hmm. But some hmm. of these people, they do all that. They get 30 seconds of fame and ruin every job opportunity they could possibly have after that. Yeah, it's like I know it's it, it's crazy the world we live in where you want an ounce, just a second. Like you said, an ounce of fame, but just for a second of people noticing you, they'll do anything for if the world could just see them for a couple of seconds, they'll do anything that it could it could ruin their whole life after that. But they just want that few seconds. They think they can live off that few seconds. Now, I don't I don't think fame is in of itself a bad thing, obviously. Um, But when we start to care more about what people think. And, and what what people are doing and how they perceive us, um, I think it definitely becomes dangerous because if we care so much about others, how are we going to live our lives? Like it, it's going to be take over so much that that's all you're going to be able to think about when when you let that when you let that come into your life of oh what do they think about me? Are they thinking about this? What do you think about that? What are, what are the people when you always are paying attention to what someone is doing next? You're not truly worried about your own self, and and you're also us, not worried about God. With God, if we if we care so much of what others think, then we're not focused on what God thinks, and yes. which is truly what matters. That is so so true. And I know another thing. I I think almost everybody I know has tried at least once. I mean, there's a bunch of people of TikTok, which I refuse to get after making a musically account and watching some of those very, very embarrassing videos. <laughs> but on top of that, like, I, th- I don't know very much of anybody who has not at least tried to make a YouTube channel and tried to get famous. Now, I've done multiple attempts mm-hmm. and actually had some pretty decently successful for my age attempts. Yeah. However, there's also been times, uh, where we had a, we had a channel where we did a lot of skits and I still have this channel. Um, but I, our parents would look at them, which I'm, I'm so glad they did now. It was, we had so much content we made in advance and there was over 30 videos that we were never allowed to publish. And at the time <laughs> it was just so angering because it's like we put mm-hmm. all this hours and all this energy into making these funny videos and all this stuff, but we were really just doing the most. Just to try to, we almost, we basically were embarrassing ourselves and really doing things that we shouldn't have even been doing at times. Mm. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like inappropriate per se, but it wasn't worth making that video and yeah. to present yourself in that way. Um, and some of them really, in a way, they weren't the best image. It was just like, just looking back, it was like, wow, I'm really glad mm. that. Uh, my parents didn't let me publish that because that could have been really bad or it may not have even been a bad thing, but it could have been interpreted the wrong way. There were so many videos yeah. that we had. And I, after I looked at some of them, I was like, okay, this one might've been fine, but half of them, at least I was like, yeah, this one was way too much. And this should have never been even created. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. A verse that goes with that is um, Philippians 2, 3 through 11. And it talks about, it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equally with God as something to cling to. Instead, and he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue on earth and under the earth and every tongue declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. If you look at this verse, it talks about how 
we need to be humble, right? It talks about um, thinking of ourselves, uh, not be humble, thinking as others better than ourselves, you know? And something I was always remember growing up being heard, being said was, be humble before you get humbled. You know, live a life of somebody that is humble. Because if you don't, and and you think too much of yourself, and, and if you live a life that you're better than others, God will put his time positions and things in your life that will show you, and he will humble you. And I definitely firmly believe that I don't want to be humbled. I want to be humble. I really like also in that verse how it talked about Jesus's attitude. Jesus mm-hmm. totally could have came down. I mean, he had all power and it says right there, like he did not lose any divine power. Now, I do know there's a verse in the yeah. Bible where it says God intentionally hid power from his flesh. Mm-hmm. So like not power knowledge about certain yeah. things until after he died but yeah. other than that he still was still he was still god he could have totally rolled up been like the <laughs> superhero thing flying around being a prince and ruling and dominating <laughs> which he's about to do when he comes back and you better be yeah. ready when he comes back because i'd rather be <laughs> friends with this jesus than the superhero yeah. flying jesus with fiery eyes that it talks about in Revelation. Yeah, absolutely. Here to destroy everything. I'd rather be friends from now mm. before that. Because <laughs> he's about to show up and show out. But yes. before he does that, he came down as a humble person. He had mm, all yeah. this divine power. And he, yeah. he was still God, just in flesh. And he, yeah, chose, he gave up those divine privileges. He, yeah. he, yes, the divine privileges, as that verse says. He still did work miracles, but he didn't do anything at all when he was on earth for himself. Yeah. Nothing he did on earth was for himself. Not one thing. And that's when you're looking at fame. Like, Jesus is known for good things. Even though people at that time, a lot of people didn't like him, nobody really had anything honestly bad to say about him. Nothing honestly bad to say about him. No, a lot of people didn't like him. A lot of people didn't Mm -hmm. like his message. But at the end of the day, nobody had anything honestly bad to say about Mm. him. People had bad stuff, just not honestly. Mm -hmm. So he lived his life for others. He didn't live to be famous. Mm. But he lived to be the son of God. And another thing that I think of is we don't just have to worry about our name. Like, that's not the only thing we have to worry about. But we also, as Christians, true Bible-believing Christians, we also have to think of his namesake, Jesus' namesake. Mm. If you think about it, think about how many times it's mentioned in the Bible for his namesake, for God's namesake, for Jesus' namesake. Mm -hmm. It's a phrase mentioned numerous times in the Bible. Because we don't just represent ourselves as a Christian. We don't just represent ourselves um, when we're living our life. That's why we have to live our life as a sacrifice. So we have yeah. to keep in mind, and we see, and it, it's irritating to see a Christian that's out and acting out of line. Because it's just like, you're not just representing yourself, even if you claim to be a Christian and you're not living right. You're still representing God because you put that title on you. And yeah. you're going to be held accountable for that. We have to do everything yeah. for his namesake. And mm-hmm. if we're doing things in his namesake, we have to have his attitude too. That attitude that was mentioned in yeah. that same verse to do things. Yeah. And we had a message about that actually a couple of weeks ago that was preached. And I was just like, when he, when he preached, uh, pastor Michael Enzi, a phenomenal preacher. But, um, when, when he was preaching about that, I was just like, wow, like, And as much as I've heard that in the Bible, it's just like, I know we know we're representing God and that we need to live our life as a sacrifice, but it's not just for us. The two greatest commandments in the Bible was to love God, then love people. But you can't love God without loving people. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to put people over God, because that is a sin that's mentioned. You can't even put your brother or sister before God if they're sin. But you still have to put them before yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I like in verse four, it talks about don't look out only on your own interests, but take interest in others too. It, it's God saying, I mean, he understands that 
you're not always going to be that perfect person that, you know, forget about anything about me. I'm just going to hundred percent go in on somebody else. It says not only on your own interest. It doesn't say don't look at yourself. It doesn't say don't have interests of your own. Don't just be on your own. It, you can have your own interests, but it says take interest in others too. It says, you know, you can take that time that you have and you, you like some things, but connect with people. I, I think when you find something someone's interested in, and I know I've always tried to do this when I meet somebody is find something they're interested in. And maybe you're interested in something like that. And if not, hear about people's interests. Listen to what they have to say because you may find something cool about that that you like. But you need to take the time to not only just look at yourself and say, well, you know, I like football. So I'm going to talk to this guy about football, whether he likes it or not. It doesn't say that. It says find interest in those others too. It talks about how you need to be worried about what they're worried about. You know, find something in common. You know, if you if you... Like anything, you'll find something in common with someone else. The fact that you like something so strong and they like something so strong could be something you have in common. Just that you have a love and a passion for something could be that common ground. Yes. And on top of that, when you connect with people, that's an important part of discipleship is being able to Mm -hmm. connect with people. And you want to have a good name and we're going to go more and more into that. But we also have to remember for what namesake we're doing things for. We're doing things for God. And if we're doing things for God, we are doing things for other people. And honestly, it's really not, unless you're a celebrity, which means you're putting yourself, if you're a celebrity, most, not every celebrity is just like not humble, but a lot of times, you know, that some celebrities will just talk about themselves the whole time, which that's not mm. good because you're almost idolizing yourself. But yeah. aside from that special scenario, most people, like, if you talk about yourself, you're never going to connect with people. However, one of the best way you can talk to somebody is to figure out what they like to talk about. And a lot of times, especially like even if they're introverted, they still like to Mm -hmm. talk about themselves and stuff that they want to talk about. The key is you need to take the time to figure out what they want to talk about. Yeah. Like, I mean, you want to bring the gospel into certain things, but at the end of the day, you need to figure out what they love and what they even if it's yeah. not even the best thing, because you need to be able to get them talking. But if you're focusing yourself, you will never even get them talking in the first place. And you'll never even get to open that conversation if you're not it willing. Is, it is very powerful and it almost seems really simple, but a lot of people can't get that. It's it's literally as simple as finding what they like, connecting with people. A connection like that can become so deep because they feel like they're important. When you make someone feel important, then you slowly, they start letting you in to their lives, right? If you think someone's important in your life, you'll let them in. And so when they, when they now that you've built a relationship with them, now you can start bringing in Jesus. You can start bringing in things of being a disciple maker. This whole thing, this whole podcast, what we're talking about is always going back to being a disciple maker. And when you connect with them on that personal level and and find common ground you can easily start getting in on those conversations about about God and, and about things. But if you're not becoming a friend first, they're not going to be willing to listen to what you have to say. Yes. And another thing that just popped in my mind, the whole you live your life as a sacrifice, but you really have to die to your flesh because your flesh wants to talk about you. But you have mm-hmm. to die to your flesh as a Christian to edify other people's spirits. That's yeah. what you have to do. You have to put yourself down because they want to talk about themselves, but not, you're not just talking about them, but you're there to edify them and you're there to guide them in the right direction. Now you're not going to encourage bad behavior, but you have to be willing to humble yourself enough to talk to even somebody who you don't want to talk to. They may be mm. annoying and <laughs> driving you <laughs> out of your everlasting mind, but yeah. if you can humble yourself and to give them the time of day, even if you don't talk that much about mm-hmm. all this Christian spiritual stuff, yeah. you still are building a relationship there. And that will lead to you connecting them to Christ. Now, from there, that's between them and God. But if you mm-hmm. show that love of Christ, they if they can see that love in you, they're going to want to get that love for themselves. And Absolutely. then they can learn to be more like you. That's the best yeah. way to let, be, a, be a disciple is yeah. not just to say stuff, but to live it. And that's mm-hmm. one way to live it. And I know we went on a whole big antidote there. But <laughs> another thing that I think of, too, is um, I won't necessarily read that story. But in Genesis eleven four, it's a specific verse in the Tower of Babel. 
And they tried to make a name for themselves. And I didn't even think about this, but I watched the video and it went right along with this theme of names. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I never would have thought about this. In the mm-hmm. story of the Tower of Babel, they try to make a name for themselves um, by building a big old tower. Some people believe it's a pyramid so they can reach up and talk with gods and demons and all that stuff so they can connect with spiritual forces without god and to make their own names for themselves but here's the thing god knew exactly what they were trying to do and he's like i'm not having it the thing is when we try to make a name for ourselves outside of the will of god god will destroy our efforts always Hmm. we always talk about how god is the god of love but i would hate to be on god's angry side because the bible showed both sides of god God is mm-hmm. a God of love, but he's not just a God of love, but he's also a God of judgment. He created everybody and everything in all the worlds. Yeah. We still have to do things through him and be submitted. And even though we're in a period of grace right now, that doesn't mean that the judgment went away. We're still going to be accountable for everything we, we do. We're going to be held accountable for the way we acted and for how obedient we were. But we need to make sure that we're not so selfish, especially to the point of elevating us above God, because God is, it's bad enough when you're selfish, but if you're selfish and elevating yourself above God, you are really about to be beyond humble. <laughs> yeah. God in that story, Absolutely. he scattered those people and uh-huh. it, it did not end up well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Tower of Babel is, is a story that is, it's sometimes fun to tell, you know, you talk about building a tower and then God changed the languages and, and what proceeds after and the, and what God did to them. But I love that story because it, it truly shows that when, when they were not doing God's will and they were worried about what they wanted, they were humbled very severely here. And, and, and who knows, I'm not saying that if you do something bad, God's going to do what he did to them, to you. Obviously, he can if he wants. It probably won't happen, but you will be humbled in different ways. And it, it brings me to church stuff, you know. And, and and if you're in church and if you're listening to the podcast and, and you ever deal with any leadership stuff and anything in the church, I've, I've thought about how, you know, certain levels of fame do come with being in a church. I mean – there are singers, Christian singers that come that have a name because of the songs that they sing and, and, and ministers and preachers and different things like that, that, Ooh, I know that name. Oh, I hear that name. We know who that is, but we need to remember to give God the glory. Anytime, if you're a leader or minister or singer, anytime that there's people looking at you and you know, you're at a high power and people are saying great things and this and that, to take the time and give God the glory for that because he's the reason that you have this ability. You've been given this opportunity and whatever you're doing, God's giving you those opportunities, right? It's not our doing. It's really God's. God's giving us the opportunity. Maybe we're stepping into it. And and yes, that it is something from us and not taking away from anything that anyone does, but without God, none of those things would be possible. So we need to make sure that anything we do, we have to give that to God. And branching off of that, I, I, I love when we talk because there's, we have notes, but then there's certain th- thoughts that just pop into my mind right in the moment. <laughs> but just going off of that, like, you know, there's different singers and it, it breaks my heart, honestly, to see what the Christian celebrity community is now. Um, mm-hmm. There is certain people that are living their life right, but a lot of these people are trying so hard to make Christianity like fun that they're forgetting to live. For God, yeah. not for themselves. But going off of that too, you know, you can have talent that God gives you. But if you're doing, I saw a quote, it was, I believe, by Myron. Oh, what's his name? Myron. Uh, he's he's somebody big in the faith. Uh, but he, he made this quote and it, he said, you know, your anointing doesn't matter if you're arrogant. If mm. you are going to be prideful, that's one of the biggest things the Bible condemns is pride. If you're going to take yeah. pride in what you're doing, it doesn't matter if God gave you a gift. It doesn't matter. The spirit is not going to flow because you're living, you're, you're, you're trying to take control and to get gain out of it for yourself. It's all about selflessness. That's what your Christian walk is about. And I know you hear yeah. even with spiritual gifts, you know, like with like 
I know this is a scripture. You, you often hear one scripture like the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. God is not mm-hmm. going to force you to do anything. God is going to have give you gifts to do certain things. And you may think like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that only applies to the prophecy or that only applies to this gift. No, that applies to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, you're going to be given different things that you're going to be talented at. And you're going to be given different things that, you know, that are spiritual. But you need to be able to do it in God's timing and not do things, use your talents and use your gifts to do things that are not godly because God, even some worldly singers that were never really in the church, God still gave them that gift. But we see how they yeah. end up at the end of the day because they were doing mm. things for themselves. And yeah. a lot of, and really a lot of these singers, it's, it's sad the amount of singers that started out in the church. There's countless singers that are famous, famous, and even famous for being demonic now who grew up in the church mm. and yeah. they knew better than to do, yeah. live this type of lifestyle. Well, I, th- I think it, it is really hard and, and we can talk about it and, and you can almost hear it and maybe it seems like we're pushing it off like it's not hard. It's it, it, it can be really hard because as we know, we need to do all these things, but fame is pleasurable. You know, there's there's pleasures of the world and, and people knowing who you are, our, our flesh desires to feel wanted or needed or people looking at us, you know, there, there's a certain level of that that we all have where it's like, you know, you want to feel loved and fame can bring that to you and, and what you see it as and, and what it's truly not. But what people see it as is, man, I'm getting showered with all this love and stuff and and it feels like love, but it's not. It's really not. It's people think that it's love what the world will give them and and what these and and they'll turn slowly and slowly away from the faith because they see this they want to be famous that fame matters more to them than god and and then eventually when they become far away from god you'll see it happen a lot of times in people's lives where they don't there's they always feel like there's something missing you'll look at people not in church or not believing in god and They'll talk about how something missing or, I mean, suicide rates are always really high. And I mean, you find famous people that kill themselves or, or end up in car wrecks or, and, and just terrible things happen because they don't care about their lives anymore because they can't find what God's love is because God's love is true love. And when we see that fame and fame is an opportunity to us, it is really appealing and it, and it makes you want that. And it seems great at the moment. But it's not real. It's not as real as God's love. Because God's love is greater than any of that. That we could think that the world is great and all that stuff. But it's not because God's love is truly the ultimate love. And it's hard to see that. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's easier to want to get quick pleasures of the world than to get them from God later on. But sometimes when you do things for God, it's not all of a sudden that you get that recognition. Yeah, maybe you help somebody and, and you saw somebody on the side of the road that you knew from your church and you saw them and you um, helped them fix your tire. And I mean, not even from church and you help them fix the tire and nothing happens and you go on with your life. God saw that, you know, and, and you can get rewards from these little acts, but maybe it's not in the time frame that you want. So maybe, you know, posting a famous TikTok will get you what you want. And that'll be the satisfaction that you need. But are we spending our times focused on the moments of fame? Are we spending all of our love uh, thinking we're getting this love from those short moments? Are we investing in the kingdom? Investing in being disciple maker? It doesn't actually take that much time. Spending a little bit a day. But if you spend little moments in God and instead of the world, eternity's love and eternity's greatness will be far greater than anything this world can do. Yes, I agree. And then it's accelerated in this world now, too, because fame has become more of a currency. You know, mm. a lot of these people used to be if you get on MTV or if you get on this TV show or if you're on Vevo, uh, whatever <laughs> that I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Or I know it's. An yeah, acronym, I'm not sure. <laughs> but you know what? You know about. what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you get on this, then you're you're famous. Now it's trackable, so you could be on a TV show. But if you're not getting as much likes, then you're still irrelevant. 
You know, these mm. likes are now tracking what people see about you. Now, granted, there are bots out there, so you can get fake comments and fake likes, but yeah, you can only do so much of that. But at the end of the day, even if you do, that shows that you have money to pay the look like. And it's that's a sad place to be. If you're mm-hmm. so caught up in this fake love in the first place, a lot of it is actually envy. But if you're caught yeah. up in this fake love in the first place so much to where you need to buy even more fake love from people who aren't bots, not even people. Mm. Yeah. That's horrible because so people are so self-absorbed that they need to make sure that they keep looking good at any cost. Yeah. And it's become like a drug. I know there's um, mm-hmm. that social dilemma documentary, very great documentary. And it talks about even the people who created it, they get self-absorbed in this because it's created to be like a drug. It's sad mm-hmm. that people created something so distracting. And so it, it is a distraction. And yeah. it's a fake distraction because at the end of the day, that fame doesn't matter. And it doesn't really, in a way, it does do things because it can get you ad promos and stuff. But at the end of the day, the fame that most people in the grand scheme of things isn't going to do much. It doesn't do much. But it is trackable now. That is the Mm -hmm. difference. So it has become like a currency and it's been accelerated. But it's our job as Christians to see through that delusion and say, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, it's great and all. Like, I get this many likes. It's great and all that I actually have a platform. Yeah. But at the end of the day, am I actually happy in real life? I know mm-hmm. Victor Jackson, He he's another, I'm mentioning all these big names, I guess <laughs> now, that yeah. uh, we're doing a podcast about having a good name. <laughs> um, yeah. But he, I know we had an event called Midwinter recently, and mm-hmm. he was talking about, oh, like, we we get so caught up in this. Okay, but you're not going to be in service and have somebody come up with a blue thumb, like, good job. Yeah, yeah. For real. You're not yeah. gonna have a heart poop. Like we love that. <laughs> you're doing such yeah. a great. No, you're never gonna get that affirmation in real life. If you mm. need affirmation, if you need motivation from other people, you're never going to truly get where you need to go. But if you discipline and yeah. get your love from God, you're gonna do things when you don't feel like doing things. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, actually, um. Skipping ahead, we have we have a point, but I want to skip ahead to another point um, in the scripture of Matthew chapter six verses one through seven. I feel like it kind of goes with what we've been talking about right here. It says, um, "Watch out! Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogue streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth." They have received all the reward they will ever get. Man, that that seems really powerful, that statement right there. They've received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. And then um, in another section... Um, it talks, it's saying teachings about prayer and fasting. It says in verse five, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on streets, corners, and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Man, that's that's powerful right there. Oh, man. Um, I love how it says, when you pray, go by yourself. And, and, I, and I agree that you can pray and, and you should be seen praying, but you shouldn't pray to be seen. Right. And, and, and yeah, it says don't be like the people that pray publicly but those are the people that only pray publicly you should spend more time by yourself in your house i believe as we talk about um, and i've heard a lot of preachers and our pastor talks about having a prayer closet a place to pray by yourself spending time with god because if the only time you're connecting with god is in front of people 
then that's not a relationship. Oh, You're you literally took those words out of my mouth. I was waiting for you to stop talking to say that. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It, it talks about vain repetitions. Like some people almost prepare a speech in front of people mm. to where it's almost not saying that you can't have a dear heavenly father. Like, I don't think that's a big issue, but yeah. some people, they almost prepare a speech. Mm. And like, I can't judge, I can't be the judge of somebody's heart of whenever they're praying. But they yeah. have all these vain repetitions like Heavenly Father, blah 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 blah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, their heart's not even actually in the prayer. It's just mm. like now some people, I, you can tell, like okay, they 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 just pray a lot and they just happen to use the yeah. language. Yeah. But it's not about that. It's not about the mm. big words because you don't have to keep you. What you're talking to God when you're doing that. You're not talking yeah. to other people. You're not putting on a speech. So if that's what it becomes, then it's not a relationship, like what you said. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how it talks about, you know, that's all the reward they will get. It's saying, yeah, well, they're doing these things, but that's the only thing they're going to get. Because God's not going to honor that type of prayer and those things and those acts. Because you weren't doing about, it for God. Yeah, absolutely. Because it talks about, first it talks about the things you're doing, and then it talks about your prayer life. Because just as important as it is to pray, it's important to do acts of kindness too, right? Like it's not just praying to God just for our own selves because we're supposed to also go out and show God to others. So it's, it talks about how important it is to do acts. And it says, you know, you need to do these things not so people see you, but you need to be just be doing these things. And it's not always easy at first, you know, fi- finding taking time out of your day-to-day life and making sure you spend a moment to help someone out, to have the opportunity to minister to them in a certain way. It's not always easy, but I'll tell you, it is so vital to have those moments because like it says, but don't do those moments for everyone to see you. If you're only, if, if the only time that you help somebody out is if someone's taking a picture of you and you're getting on a, uh, on posting about it on Instagram. Hey, I had just helped this person out. I gave the homeless food. And that's the only time you're going to do anything to help. Are you actually helping them? Or are you helping yourself, right? That's a self-service, not an actual mm. service right there. Yeah. Are we doing service to others? Or are we doing a self-service? Because if you're doing a self-service, that's all you're going to do. But if you serve others, then you can be served by God. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're that. only serving yourself, then there's no need for God in your life. If you're trying to serve yourself. And you're not going to get very good food. God got bad enough <laughs> for you. God got right. good food. But you ain't never going to be able to make that food if you're so focused on making food for yourself and not actually for mm-hmm. food for others. And yeah. it, it, that's just such a crazy thought to think about. It's just you have to live your life selflessly. You have to do. And it's really hard, too, with Instagram, too. We talk about fame as a currency. You know, we live in a culture where even not not even to brag about things sometimes you just automatically want to post everything we're doing we're going on this vacation we're doing this we're helping out at church blah 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 Mm. however and you know it's it's horrible it's still horrible but a couple it's been like two really almost three years ago now it's crazy Mm. but we had a trip to st louis and I had my phone. I had these really nice pair of blue sweatpants that I like to wear a lot. They look really <laughs> nice, but the pockets on them are not deep. And Ooh. I dropped my iPhone just perfectly to where it landed on a pebble that, cause it had a good case, but it landed yeah. on a pebble that was just perfect to fit around the case and break my camera. Oh. And I got it repaired. And when I got it repaired, it was even worse because. <laughs> Of the way that, because uh, <laughs> before it was just light looked weird, and and, and now, and now it looks now it like, like it has whatever Mary Magdalene had in the first episode of The Chosen, oh, and my it just goodness. shakes and it makes it, a weird noise. It sounds like it's possessed and needs some holy water. It's horrible, it's amazing. but I love it. It's I mean I've tried to make it work, but it's not a filter on my Instagram. Okay, like <laughs> if it's moving like that, it's because my camera and I just barely got it to look decent. So be mm. grateful for my <laughs> no. <laughs> but I will say one thing that I am grateful for about that is that I've learned that not everything needs to be documented. Like I mean, not even just talking about serving other people, but you know this life you know like you do get sometimes to enjoy for yourself 
But you don't have to brag about it. You don't have to make yourself seem like, I have such a good life. God's going to bless you with things, but it's not always about showing people. People are going to see some things anyway. Yeah. People are naturally going to envy you. So why mm. would you create yourself to be something to be envied after? Yeah. But that's one thing that I am grateful for. As much as I didn't like that, it did teach me like, hey, you don't need to post everything on your story. You yeah. don't need to post when you're helping out. Like not saying that I would post every time I was helping out with yeah. the homeless ministry yeah. or. And not necessarily that it's bad to ever post about that. Yeah. But you shouldn't be the only time you're doing it is when you're sharing it yes. to everyone. And really in general, because, you know. Part of, when you study how you get famous, one thing you have to do is post a lot. You do, and that's part of the reason why some people post a lot. It's not because they just want to document everything. Some people, yeah. gen- a lot of people know what they're doing when they're posting a lot. They're trying to keep engagement up, which mm-hmm. is not, I'm not saying it's bad to not have a platform. And in fact, if you're have, being like an entrepreneur or something, that's going to be helpful for marketing. However, yeah. you can't become so consumed in that that you forget to live and that you forget to Mm-hmm. live for god mm-hmm. above living yeah. even worldly people know that you need to step back to yeah even decently enjoy life mm-hmm. from social to step back from social media but even more suffering so for god you need to learn how to just do things for god and not be and it becomes a robotic thing nowadays mm-hmm. it just becomes robotic but you have to remember what we're really doing things for because if you're doing things for yourself selfishness is that's what it is it's really loneliness is all selfishness is because when you're living for yourself you're not going to live for others and therefore others really can't live for you like and god like not saying that god's not going to help you at all Mm -hmm. but if you're living for yourself you can't expect to get any other help because you're so self-centered you're self-centered. You can't even get help from... I mean, you may get help from other people but and take advantage of other people, but at the end of the day, you're never going to prosper truly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we talk... Uh, we have another point. Yeah, and I, I love this conversation because I, I feel like it's... It's bringing up topics, and I love doing this podcast because we're bringing up topics that, you know, I've personally, we've personally talked about and and conversations on our own, but but it is now bringing it so other people can hear and and, and take time and think about it, and it makes us want to study this stuff and and, and read about it. The other thing too is we we study so much, but yeah, it almost it, it starts conversation in ourselves, and that that's one other than helping people. It's like we have all these spiritual conversations and all these biblical conversations because we we really want to try to keep that on our mind and it, it is important what you surround yourself because what you associate yourself with will affect your name yeah. but you also want to associate yourself a lot with god and do things for his name's sake mm-hmm. but it's just like we have these conversations and even when we're doing it as a podcast and we prepare stuff Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that just come out of the blue. It's yeah. you have these conversations with your friends. Mm-hmm. Have these conversations with you and God. Just talk. <laughs> just yeah. read and study. But um, going into the next point, which actually is the previous point because we skipped previous over. Point. Yeah. But we the next the, that last verse really fit with what we ended up the tangent we ended up going into. But mm-hmm. in First Timothy three one through thirteen and then NLT, it talks about different leaders of the church and the qualities that leaders in the church should have. So starting with verse one, it says, "This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader." He desireth an honorable honorable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely, and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home and be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome, and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? 
Now, I want to pause right here because there's two different things to look at just by looking at the small section. You need to live a life and have a good reputation for yourself. But you also need to make sure what you're associated with is good as well, especially things that are under you. I know I've been in situations to where I've had different leadership in my past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all night. There's some people, you know, I may not like everything that they do, but it's like, I completely think that you have a relationship with God. Yeah. I believe it. And I believe that you are a good person. However, how are you going to come out of your way to correct me if you can't get your little Jimmy running around <laughs> the church and you're letting everybody in your family do all this bad stuff? And I'm not saying that's a bag on them, but yeah. it's like... Just being in that position before, especially a couple times with a couple different people, it's just like, I can see why this verse is so important because it really almost feels disrespectful because, you know, when you're submitted to somebody who also has other people who are living right and you see, that's the other thing too. Like, not only have you seen that, but you see that this produces this. It produces good behaving children. And, you know, me and my wife, we do work together because- we both are having the right mindset and we both are able to be submitted to God. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is not just for me, yeah. but this is actually going to produce good behavior because you may be living good, but if you're not be able to pr- going to be able to produce that in others, how can you ever expect to lead over those people? Absolutely. So it's yourself and then those other people. But going into verse six, it says a church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil might cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. In the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed and must live with a clear conscience before they are appointed as deacons let them be closely examined if they pass the test then let them serve as deacons in the same way their wives must be respected and must not slander others they must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do a deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. So this doesn't just apply to the pastor. This doesn't just apply to the big name ministers. This also applies to the deacons and the others helping and supporting the pastor. And you may not have the biggest position, but you're supporting like you you are. Maybe even some churches consider you to be a saint in the church. Yeah. Not everybody always classify specifically the deacons but it's evident who the deacons are in the church and deaconesses as some people or the deacons wives as were mentioned here in this verse it's very important it's almost the exact same rules for the deacons as it is for the pastor you know and it also talked to it it does mention briefly that it must not be a new believer because they need to grow a little bit it doesn't take too too long for you to grow it's not saying that somebody can never become a leader because they're new, but you have yeah. to give people time to grow and to mm. learn to produce those fruit, uh, fruits of the spirit. Absolutely. But it also talked about, um, and part of the reason why they don't want a new believer is so they don't become proud. I th- I'm telling you, keep reading yeah. the Bible. You're going to figure out how bad it is to be proud and prideful, but it's a, a big theme in this chapter is how important it is not only for him to live well, but for people in the church to speak well about them yeah. so that they won't be disgraced. Because if you don't disrespect your pastor, not only is that, uh, if you don't respect them, not only is that a bad position that you're putting into your pastor, but you're really putting yourself into a bad position. Yeah. If you're not now, willing now, to Now, there will be people, them. there will be people that, you know, will speak bad on even the good. And it's not talking about those people in this moment. It's saying you, you need to – it's pretty much saying you need to live the life. You need to so you associate everything you do with good and being good and doing the things of God and so that the people that matter and the people that are actually following in the way they should be will speak 
well of you, that will be speaking. They won't have bad things to say unless they're coming up with lies. Because people did find things bad to say about Jesus. They weren't true, but they still said evil things of him. So there may be evil things spoken of, but make sure that those things aren't true. Make sure that the things that are true, that are spoken of about you, are good. And the Bible also talks about not being talebearers and going around telling other people. And a lot of times you do have meetings. I know I've heard advice about having these meetings. You know, some people are too afraid to mention their criticism. There is a time to mention it. And a lot of times it's in those meetings. And if you don't mention those criticisms when at the appropriate time, then it becomes an issue that festers. You need to go to the person that you have a problem with or maybe not even fully agree with. Like, hey, like. I'm going to let you know this now. Like, I don't really, maybe it may not, it may be serious. It may not be serious, but that is the right way to handle things. Mm -hmm. And for one, that doesn't really ruin the respect that you have for that person. If it is appropriate time to do that. So it's like, Hey, you know, I don't, I think this could be better or I don't really agree with that. It could be whatever. Uh, But you do need to make sure that you do it in the right way. There's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. being critical, but it's the way that you handle your critique and you also have to make sure that doesn't affect your love or submission as long as you're under that person's leadership now if this person goes off the deep end and you make it known what your issue is and you are submitted to god and he leads you to go in a different direction that's a whole different thing but if you can't just go against them and then be mad that (laughs) you know things didn't work out you if you have those conversations and you don't disobey these people while you're under them you won't really have these issues. Yeah, absolutely. It's all a matter of having respect and doing things mm-hmm. the right way and keeping a good name for everybody, especially if there's nothing to be tarnished in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And thinking of a person in the Bible, I always think of um, when I think of fame and, and, and this stuff is Solomon, obviously. Uh, he was the wealthiest person in the Bible, I believe. Would you say he's the wealthiest person? I, I think that's not even accurate. I think is it really? even it's actually he's said to be the wealthiest person in history ever. History ever. To this so day. Not even just, I mean, not even just recorded even in the Bible. Look at, ever. If you look at the okay. amount of gold that he had alone, yeah. nobody's yeah. ever really I mean, had he, that amount he, of gold. He was the richest and wealthiest king and, 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 and wise. He was very wise as well. Absolutely, and when he, I believe we have chapter, uh, we have a whole chapter of First Kings. It talks about Solomon, but, but I mean, he was just the richest. I mean, I think it even says in First King ten something about how much even money. I think it a says whole half about of he, that chapter is about how rich he how is. How rich he is? Yeah, I think and one of it says he received twenty five tons of gold in a year. That's how much now. That's a long time ago, but I can only imagine 25 tons of gold now. How expensive that is? And it would have been way more valuable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then. Yeah, so not only is it a value valuable now, but how much more it would have been back then, yeah. Yes, and th- this is the specific chapter we're talking about is 1 Kings 10. The second half talks about his wealth and how mm-hmm. rich he was. But initially, it talks about all the good things he built. He got blessed partially because of his father, David, and his submission to God, which that's another good thing because, you know, David messed up a couple of things, but he had a good name and he was a man close yeah. to God's heart. And yeah. not a lot of people had that title. Really, yeah. nobody did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a man after but, God's own heart. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, he didn't get to build the temple, but Solomon was blessed and he didn't really stand the will of God the whole time. Mm. But at the yeah. beginning of his life and while he was being blessed, and he wasn't, he was obedient. God blessed them abundantly above anybody else, any other kingdom. Yeah. And that, this first cha- uh, this chapter here at First Kings chapter 10, it's all about the queen of Sheba and she visited Solomon because she heard of his fame. And she, uh, it brought honor to God because of how famous he was in a good way with his wisdom and the way that he handled things. And she went to try to prove him with some different questions. And he explained everything to her above and beyond what she thought it would be explained to her. And when she came there, she was overwhelmed 
by how smart he was. And he was overwhelmed with not just his riches, but the organization he had and the way that his servants were acting and the way that his officials acted. He had everything in order. It wasn't just him. And I know um, I was listening to an episode of The Professional Noticer, which is a really good um, podcast by Andy Andrews. And he had a podcast episode where he was talking about it. Another good thing that he did all throughout that book of Proverbs, he was rich, but he also made sure his subjects were enriched with wisdom. He was investing into other people and not therefore investing into the kingdom. So he wasn't just living for himself, but he was also investing in other people to where when somebody like the Queen of Sheba showed up, she looked mm-hmm. and saw his achievements, but he also saw she also saw how good everything else looked. Not just the stuff that he owned, but the way that other people underneath him were acting. Yeah. Are you rubbing off in a good way based off of your name? Do you have a good name that people would want to submit to if yeah. you are in a place of leadership? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard it said, um, and and bring it to being a disciple maker. Are you walking towards the cross so that others, when they start following you, they're walking towards the cross as well? I go and we we go and we start talking to others so that they start following us. But we need to make sure we're in the right the right directions and we're going towards the cross as well. We're going towards Jesus so that when they follow us, they're going towards Jesus as well. Um, and I mean, he was the wisest and, and richest king um, there was. He built the temple and had a lot. He had a lot of connections. I mean, he was very high respected by everyone. I mean, he was he was very respected. H- how did he get there? How, what was he doing to be? Re- what, what was he doing to get to where he was? First, he had his family in line. His family line, you know, um, and then the second, his fa- his humility and prayer. When God asked what he wanted, he asked for wisdom to do God's will, and God in turn blessed him. So it wasn't just who his family was, which is a which is a great thing, and he came from a great family, but he also had humility. When God asked him what you want, he didn't ask for money. You know, if if it. I'm going to be honest. If God came to me right now and said, I'll give you anything you want. Just tell me what you want. At first, the first thought in my mind would probably be, man, I want like the, I want all the money. That's all I want. I want all the money. I just want a bunch of money. But obviously that, that wouldn't be the best choice. But I feel like that would be my first thought is, man, what can help me the most? But he was smart enough at the time. To ask for wisdom. Because he didn't want just the... He, he didn't want a little bit. But he wanted to be able to help and to be there. And he was a godly man. And he said he wanted wisdom to do God's will. And in turn, got the money. He became very wealthy. He didn't ask for that. But he became it because of the wisdom that God gave him. He was beyond blessed... From the little the gift God gave him, he then in turn got a blessing from that for using the gifts God gave him. Yes, and those two things are very important because not only was it his own humility and his own relationship with God, but when you have a good name, that puts your family in a better name. David had a good name, and that put him in a better position. And it wasn't just because of that. But a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, your accomplishments aren't solely determined by that. But a lot of people and a lot of people's parents and family goals for their children is for them to do as much as they can so their children can be better than them. And that's the goal. But you can't mm-hmm. have that if you don't maintain that name and don't maintain that relationship. We must maintain our relationship to maintain our blessings. It's not about our blessings. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. In that very next chapter, God grew very angry at Solomon for his strange wives and his strange practices that he was adopting because he started to slowly become self-investment instead of. Mm. And even with all that wisdom, when you bring other people around you 
and you bring other things that aren't godly around you and you have bad influences, then you're going to start to become like those bad influences. I know there's a saying you've heard over and over again. I know plenty of youth pastors in the past have pounded this in our heads. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's not just about you, but it also yeah. matters who you surround yourself with, whether it be romantic you can't really control your workplace mm. and even family at times you know friends mm. you know not saying that you have to cut off your families you can't really do that like that yeah. but you don't have to surround yourself with somebody who's negative or somebody who's yeah. not going in the direction that's going to edify god and his kingdom at the end of the day in his church absolutely you need to be very careful about what you let in and then the practices that you adopt because if it's the moment that you turn and oh, God is that's your number one focus, hmm. then you're not going to have that number one. If you don't have that relationship, how is God going to even deliver things to you? Not saying that God cannot. God is possible of ever, like capable of everything. Mm-hmm. However, you can't be mad. Why would God even show you any favor if you're rejecting your sonship or your daughtership? I guess <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you're rejecting your relationship with God, why would God feed anything into that? It, just yeah. think of think of that. Mm. Why you can't expect anything if you're not, especially if you're not going to be obedient to our heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. There's punishments for everything you do. There's a consequence for everything you do. That could be good consequence if we continue to be submitted and faithful, even when we don't feel like it. But once we start to do things we feel over what we need to do, yeah, then it's not going to feel good in the future. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you start prioritizing those things, not on yourself and and towards being the flesh and and getting the best of what you can get, not with God, in turn, that will lead to destruction and that will lead to a lot of terrible things. Um, I know, I know personally in my, in my life, anytime that I have strayed away from trying to just do stuff for God and, and, and not doing it for myself. And if I get off that path and if I'm not fully committed to just doing stuff for God and, and and serving my life for God, then it is so, it is so easy when you slowly start like, man, I really want people to notice me, man, I want this, I want that. It's so easy to start getting in that rabbit hole and it's so quick to just fall down that, Man, it's it's a scary place that you can go into when when you're so prioritized about fame that that you don't care about your good name anymore. And, and like we talked about in the beginning of this, it, it, it leads to so much bad things, and it leads to God not being there. He says, "You got." I mean, we talked about it in um for Matt, Matthew in six. It talks about you know that's all the reward they will get. When you start doing things for people to notice you, yeah, you'll get people to notice you. But are people going to save you? Did people die for your sins? Did did these people do anything to help you to make it so you make it go to heaven? They didn't. So why are we trying to please them? Yes. And if you put a good name over fame, it doesn't mean you can't be famous. Yeah, absolutely. but that means you're submitted enough and disciplined mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to do things that you don't want to do, or you feel like may not be like I'm. I felt led to keep posting these Christian posts, but it's destroying my engagement. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever about your engagement, because yeah, what about the people you're f- touching? And you could yeah. still have a big influence, and you could still have a little bit of fame, but God's not going to give you more than what you can handle. That's the yeah. thing. So you have to be submitted because if this as soon as you put fame over that good name, especially the good name of God, that becomes an idol. Mm -hmm. And then you become selfish and you make yourself an idol. Mm -hmm. And that's just a downward slope from there. You have to be very cautious of your name Mm -hmm. and the name, not just our name, but who we're representing at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, closing with with this so heavy, I, f- I feel very heavy after talking about this because it's so important that people hear this because it's 
it, this world will feed you with so much lies that fame is what you need and this world's acceptance is what you need. But we don't need any of that. We need God. We need we need God and we we need a good name with God. And I think I think that's so important. And uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And if you have anything to say, send us a message. If if you have any um, remarks you'd like to tell us about, or if you agreed with what we said, um, we'll be posting throughout this this week on our Instagram page with different verses and different quotes from this podcast, and finishing up with a weekly catch. But we just want to make sure you guys know that we love you guys, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. Be sure to share this if this touched you in any shorter mm-hmm. way. We we we've just had this one wasn't so much. Uh, this one was more. We, it's pretty late right now. Yeah. One. This is our yeah. first online podcast. Yes. Uh, this is definitely <laughs> interesting, but it, it, it was fun. It's a mel- but it's also, this is an intimate thing almost. This mm. is like, but yeah. you need to make sure that you are submitted and having that mm. intimate relationship with God. So I encourage you to not only share this, but to think about this and think about your own name. You're still on this and let it let it linger and echo in your mind here for a second yeah. but once again like he said we thank you so much we it doesn't matter about how famous this podcast gets mm. but we want to help edify you mm-hmm. you who is listening to this right now is what we're doing this for and if Absolutely. you are the only one that's listening to it right now and you feel like you got something out of it it's worth it so we want to thank you and encourage you to find some time in prayer and to continue to dig into your word. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you on this next episode.